wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. It's been quite an eventful offseason. We haven't been with you since January, shortly after the Rex Ryan hire, so there's plenty to talk about. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Good evening. A pleasure to see you, gentlemen. And it was a pleasure to see you, Cassie, on uh, the NFL Network last Friday night, shortly after Jimbo's introduction. Cut to Bills fan. And who was that Bills fan in Chicago Draft Town? The lovely Miss Cassie Hutton and the strikingly handsome Jay Hutton by her side. Yes. In, uh, in Bills gear. In, in Bills, Bills gear. gear. He is officially a Bills fan until the Bears cut uh, Cutler. Right. So we've, he's here for another like five years. So we, we he was he was broken down at the end of last season. I remember at the the game the end of the last game he goes you know what he's like I know I say I'm a Bears fan but you know I I get so much more emotionally involved in these Bills games and I, I think that I think that I'm probably just more of a Bills fan. Yeah, that's so right. Like, yeah. Welcome aboard, buddy. We knew that would happen. I mean, you did marry Cassie. So. Yeah. And those, of course, are the docile tones of the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, also with us tonight. Howdy, folks. So yeah, Cassie, you were the um, the face, face of, of the, the, the that Buffalo moment. Bills fans in Chicago last Friday night. How sweet was that? It was excellent. And just as a side note, while my husband and I were being captured front and center on NFL Network. Um, if you flipped over at that exact moment to ESPN for their coverage, uh, my mother and father, Donna and Ed Ozark, were front and center uh, Are you over on that network. What? So wow. we uh, we had both areas covered, ESPN wow. Network, NFL Network, and uh, from the Ozark family. Well, we've got a lot of bases to cover tonight. We have all of free agency. We've got the draft and the news this week about Deflategate. We've got Cheaters. rookies. Getting their uniforms today, so let's not waste any more time and get right into it now. We don't know who's got glass. Yeah, that was pitiful. Come on, come on, come on and shout. So before we get too deep into all the goings on in the NFL and with this Bills team in general, I, I have a story to share with you guys. Uh, that I, I promised that I'd share, and I think our listeners will enjoy it too. Um, there is a series of golf courses here in the city of Chicago that are run and managed by the Park District, and one of them is about a half mile east of from where we're sitting right now. So that's the kind of the go-to one if you just want to get in a quick nine, but it doesn't get too quick if you tee off after 10 a.m. on any given day, really. You could spend about four hours just playing nine holes there. It gets so crowded. But I was there early... Friday morning, because I took a week off. I just started a new job, so I took a week off. And I was there Friday morning. Of course, it was completely empty. I walk up to the tee box. It's, it's just after sunrise, so it's probably about 7 a.m. And um, just me and the starter standing there. And the starter goes, I am loving those head covers. Because I have Buffalo Bills head covers. And I was like, oh, yeah? Are you a Bills fan? He goes, huge Bills fan. Season ticket holder, 1989 through 1996, the Super Bowl years. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, you have my attention. So we ended up like talking for like 10 minutes with this guy, Stan. So we got to get Stan a t-shirt. And, he, and so we're, we're chatting, chatting, chatting. And he pulls out his phone. He goes, check this out. I bet you can't guess the name of my dog. And I was like... I hope it's Thurman. He goes, it is Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I ended up chatting with Stan for like 10 minutes about the Bills. And at this point, other people were coming. We were like holding up other people waiting to tee off because him and I were just jawing about the Bills. So we got to get Stan Not a, a Buffalo Bills back because of Chicago t-shirt. As long as he's a listener. Stan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Stan – Stan might be beyond the podcast uh, demo. But – it's also to say, now we bill this podcast as from the Bills backers of Chicago because we are out-of-towners and we have an out-of-towner perspective. Um, now WGR is a lot more accessible and, and getting the news content and things that we would get if we were in their media markets is a lot easier than it was when we started this podcast. But as somebody outside of the, the Buffalo, the core Buffalo market, those experiences are not that rare. If people right. see you with wearing Bills gear and they're from anywhere within 200 miles of Buffalo and they even remotely know a thing or two about the Bills, you're guaranteed a five to ten minute conversation. Yeah, people will stop you. Or if nothing else, people will make sure they say go Bills as, as they walk by. And it doesn't happen with the Dolphins, with the no. Cowboys, with, you know, even, well, I mean, not just with the Bears, it's a little bit more common here, but the... 
But, you know, it's just, it's not, I don't think it's shared amongst most teams. No. There are some teams, you know, like here, there's so many Packers fans that it yeah. probably wouldn't be, but I would imagine that if you were out somewhere further away, then a Packers fan may say, hey, yeah, you know, go Pack. But um, maybe as much as I hate to say it, maybe the Browns fans, those are some diehard oh. fans, you know, but... Um, but still, it's it's exceedingly rare, and especially like the network of Bills backers groups. I mean, when I was talking when we were featured on the on the Bills website, I was talking to the lady that kind of runs it from their standpoint, and they're like, all the other teams are envious of the network of fans that we have um, because it's just it's it's so well organized and it's so kind of diverse. I mean, there used to be a Bills backers of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Like I still remember. When I'm actually when we kind first... of surprised it no longer exists. Yeah. <laughs> Now the never mind. I was just gonna say something really racist, but uh, and I'm allowed to because I'm brown. Okay. Um, but, but but now now, and this is a great segue. Now that we have Rex Ryan as our head coach and Lashawn McCoy as our starting yeah. running back, now non Bills fans will approach you and they want to talk about this team. Yeah. And I want to talk about this team. Right. So let's talk about this team. A lot has happened. A lot happened in free agency. So let's start there. A lot of players in, some more players out. Let's just go through it. Cass, give me, in order, 3-2-1, the biggest impact moves of the 2015 free agency period thus far. Well, is Rex Ryan included or no? No. 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 Okay, so non-coaching. I mean, obviously, Kiko leaving for LaShawn McCoy. So you're counting right? those as one. I would count those as one because and that's, that's a, your, and that's your number three. No, that's my number one. Well, you okay. can't go in that order. Oh God. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, I wonder what her number one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Be, though. Um. All right. Start. With, all right. We know your number one. So no. You can no. With number three, one. Number all right. Number three. I would say would be just from a perspective of fandom would be Spiller gone. Gone. Okay. Just because mm-hmm. he was always we were always waiting for that breakout thing. He was kind of like. The tease that you never could really hook up with. She just kind of like teased you, but you can never get anywhere with her. I think that's what Spiller was. So I'm just glad to be done with that. Flat out. Done with that. Okay. I, um, I, I can dig that. I can dig I did, it, He made me sad, though. That, I love that analogy, too. That, yeah. that one article, like when he was like packing up his, his stuff, he gave an interview as he was like packing up his house, and he was like, got really wistful and like kind of he's like you know i was picking up these things he's like man all these memories he's like i'll never forget playing here and like how how it meant that much it's like you know like i mean that made me feel a little bad but i love cj the guy cj yeah. the guy was great, great. exactly he's like the nicest Absolutely. dude on the planet but i, I agree Cass, no you can't like, yeah i being totally a football agree. fan of him just like drove you insane because like, which one's gonna show up on any given day Same. the one that runs into the back of the left guard two yards behind the line of scrimmage every right. time he gets the ball, or the one that averages 48 yards a touch. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's your third one? Number two. My, my number two, and... Um, <laughs> Let's work our way to number two. It's uh, maybe a little controversial. Richie Incognito. Ooh. You know why? Because wow. we need help on the offensive line. He's a leader. He's going to want to come back and prove something after not playing for a year. Um, so if he can keep his act together, I, I think he will bolster our offensive line, and that is needed. That's a good list. Suge, three, two, one. Yeah. So one, <laughs> let's start, one, three, two. Start with three. Yeah. Start, start, one, with, three, start with two, and we're going right. to three. Um, I am going to say that number three is just Freddie still being here. Okay. I think mm-hmm. that just because I think that people want to be able to still recognize this team, and like the fans do. It has really has nothing to do with football because I don't think he's going to make a big impact on the no. On the but season. do we, do we believe that he was on the precipice? I mean, I think that Whaley wants him gone just because I think Whaley's cold blooded, but uh, <laughs> but in a good way, you know. And I think that's fine. Like I don't think it's bad for him to be that. Does Freddie make job. it through training? Does he make it through training camp? I do, and the reason why is because I don't think that any of the besides Lashawn McCoy, I don't think any of the other backs are better than him. I don't think they'll perform as well as them. Let's put it that okay. way. I don't know if they're better. They may, and they're certainly going to have, they all have better Between longevity. Between McCoy, Freddie Jackson, Carlos Williams now, Bryce Brown. So Carlos Williams, I don't know. And Booby yeah. Dixon. No, I hate, I, I hate to say it, Suge, but going. I think it's your boy. I think yeah, except, I think it's got to be Booby. Booby's the odd man out. The, our offensive coordinator already let him walk once. Except the head coach said that he's not even going to learn Bryce Brown's name until he learns to stop fumbling. I like that. I know, but that also says that he's probably in the doghouse and he has he has to. Is that something you say about way. somebody who's actually in the doghouse, though? See what I'm saying? Oh well, yeah. 
You're, you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Would you actually mm-hmm. say that about somebody who, who whose job so, is So, I mean, the thing is Jeopardy? that Booby Dixon has, is a little bit more proven in the NFL than um, Bryce, Bryce Brown. Brown. No, than Carlos Williams. Carlos Williams. And I think they, they have some similar roles. But Bryce, you know, they also, you know, when Rex talked about Carlos Williams, he talked about actually his special teams play. Uh, and he talked about him actually as a safety. Did, right? you, guys, did yeah. you guys watch that highlight reel I sent? Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. That dude runs like a truck. Right, right. No, no, no. I mean, he, he's a power runner. And so, I, I don't know. I don't think, I just don't see F- Freddie being, so I don't see Bryce Brown being beating Freddie. Because I don't think that Freddie competes for the same spot as Carlos Williams and Booby Dixon. I think he competes for the same spot as Bryce Brown as the secondary you know, go-to runner, like, non-situation. My, my thing with Freddie is keep him on the team for when it's late in the third quarter and it's third and a, and a yard and a half and we need a first down and this is a huge momentum play. Keep Freddie for those plays alone. But I think that in in that situation, in this offense, they give it to the big backs. And lest we forget, Freddie is exceptionally good at pass blocking. R- well, yeah, see, that's... that's, Prob- that's and yeah. probably better than LaShawn McCoy. McCoy definitely. Right. So, uh, okay, so that's number three. Number two, I'm going with LaShawn McCoy. Um, and number one, I'm going with Richie Incognito. Wow! Because, here's the thing, I think that LaShawn McCoy has had decent lines that he's run behind. Uh, not amazing, but decent mm-hmm. lines, and I think that's a big part of his success. Uh, one should of we throw things... out a name out there that we gave him his friggin' start and he walked out on us? Jason Peters? <clears throat> yeah. So, But so one of the one things that, one of the criticisms that they had in Philadelphia of LaShawn McCoy is that He's not a one-cut back. He dances around. And I was like, oh, my God, please tell me this is not, like, the second coming of Spiller. But I think that it's different because I think that – so I guess what that means to me is that if that line is not effective, maybe even LaShawn McCoy is not LaShawn McCoy. Um, uh, I, I mean, I don't see him mm. making space. I see him operating amazingly in a very tight window. Yeah. It's not like Spiller where it's like unless no. a hole is like no. six feet wide open. Yeah. It's not that. But, no, it's not. But still, but I think that I don't know if, if it's a horrible line, I don't know that it's going to be effective. Because if they can just rush, let's say, three, four, rush, uh, three, four defensive linemen in our line folds, then the whole system doesn't work. So that's why I'm putting Richie Incognito. So it's interesting you guys both put Richie Incognito on there because I – I was under the impression that the the guy I don't want to say John Williams, but that's the composer who does John all Miller. The, John Miller, yeah. right from Louisville, Louisville, makes him sort of does doesn't necessarily lock up the spot for incognito. That was the the impression that I was under. Well, I mean, I know I think he's replacing. I, does it? How much does it matter to pay left guard versus right guard? Does Lord that, knows. Who knows? None of us have ever played. For right. That. So. <laughs> I mean, so that, that's the one thing so I don't you got, know. There's, there's some like serious think, names that have been left off this list. So Yeah. So let's so, hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, number three, Percy Harvin. Um, okay. You can't... For his return skills alone, uh, now suddenly Marquise Goodwin is expendable. Yes. And the only problem I have... So number three and then number two, Charles Clay. My only thing with these two guys is... There's only one football. So between Percy Harvin, uh, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Charles Clay, and LaShawn McCoy, ooh, like, is, like, is everybody just going to get three touches a game and those are your opportunities to make a big play? I do, however, think that based on what I've seen from the Niners, I think what we can expect to see this year is several big plays a game. Plays where, you know... One of the things we didn't see last year mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball that we saw in 2013 when Petten was here running what we'll see something similar this year with Rex Ryan was blitzers running untouched to the quarterback because the offense just couldn't get a read on it pre-snap. And I think we'll see the offensive equivalent of that this year where we're just mm-hmm. going to have a guy running wide open because the defense was completely confused before the snap and they all thought it was going left and it's going deep to Watkins who's going to be wide open with nobody anywhere near him. I yeah, th- I, I just just want someone to be able to get him the ball. That's all. <laughs> I do think that this is a multiple read offense, though, and that's the only thing that makes me worried because I think only one of our quarterbacks has even proven so at some level to be able to do that. I'm actually, I it pains me to say this because because neither of you guys said Percy Harvin or Charles Clay. I had to, but I really wanted to include Tyrod Taylor, mm. but I'm not going to. But let's just talk about it for a second. All the buzz about him is this is a legitimate quarterback competition that he is involved with. Right. 
that he could very well be our starter. <laughs> Poor Jeff Tool. Yeah, Jeff Tool. I mean, Rex repeatedly keeps saying there's three people in this competition. Oh, he he is he has said specifically about Tool. No, he's not really. He's yeah, he's but got a lot to come do. on, that's a good sign because in past years. Tool was a starter for us guys <laughs> at one point. Like, like the no, and yeah, Marone loved his ass. But is there is I mean, could, could Tyrod Taylor start sixteen games for these Bills this year? Yes, that that the answer is yes. We don't know. I mean, Corey Graham. That's what he. You know, people started throw, watching him throw, and like, wow, he can really throw. And Corey Graham says, oh, "You guys are just saying what I already knew." So, you know, who knows? There's hidden talents that sit be There's Tom Brady's that sit behind Drew Bledsoe's, you know? Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I I don't... I, I feel bad, cause, and Bill would be giving me a plateful of deserved shit for bringing him up when he's not. But my number one is, and, I, and I'm not trying to be like Mr. Outside the Box, it's Jerome Felton. Okay, uh, no, no, no. That's I mean, he's essentially a sixth offensive lineman who's going to have a head of steam by the time he hits that first linebacker. And we're talking about making space for LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. He might be. He might be the difference this year. Well, I mean, they, they pretty, didn't they pretty much say that he and Clay were their two number number one and number two targets in free agency because those two components were necessary to make that offense work. They need a strong fullback and they need a strong block uh, multi multi functional tight end, if yeah. you will, one that can block and, mm-hmm. um, and and catch the pass. And my favorite part about all of this is that we've now talked for a half hour about this team and not even mentioned what will be by far the best part about it, which is the defense. We, as Bills fans, are just completely taking for granted that we are going to have a top three defense. And we're just going into the season wondering how the offense is going to complement that. Is there any question in anybody's mind that this defense isn't just going to tear teams apart? So... No, I don't think that's possible. But, I was like, wait. But but my only issue is that like I like the defense better with Schwartz than I did with Patton. Now, granted, Patton's like a poor man's Rex Ryan, he is. so I, I think it's a little different. And but. bear in mind, Patton's Browns finished thirty second last year against the run, and that was the bugaboo of the twenty thirteen defense. Right. Ryan has never had that issue. Right. I mean, the guy walks into the freaking first press conference and is like, yeah, I think what they were, what, third in the league last year? He's like, ah, that's kind of a disappointment to me. Yeah, considering so, the people that are on the team. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, our line's good and with Darius, but, you know, I, I do worry that what time, when are we going to start to see some aging from Kyle, Kyle Williams, Williams and who do we have backing him up that's going to be adequate? I thought for sure. Well, as we were, as we were watching the draft, I turned to Bill and said, "It's it's definitely going to be a defensive back." But I was kind of defensive back for sure. But the one A for me was a defensive lineman. Yeah, they were yeah. going to try to find. But we brought Alex Carrington back. Yeah, right. But he he'll play end. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that there's going to be like rigid. Yeah, they're going to be coming at them from all over. Yeah. It doesn't. It's matter. true, but yeah. I mean, even some of the players are saying like, "Oh yeah, now going this year from a four three down to a three four. So like. We're a 3-4 base. You know, yeah. the Jets have always been a 3-4 base, regardless of whether they show multiple fronts. Um, I don't think it's the same as Patton, where it's like, you know, it's truly always changing, that yeah. type of thing. Well, um, So we'll see. I mean, I think that it's going to be awesome. I think It's going to be an awesome year, right? I'll take it. I, I think, and, and a, lot of, a lot of analysts are saying, watch out for these bills. And especially now with the hot water that the Patriots find themselves in, which we'll get to next, AFC East is very much up for grabs. The balls. So that's my version of Deflategate. <laughs> Deflated balls. These mother fucking cheaters. So it's finally come out in the Deflategate report. 236 pages, That I think. Tom Brady, more probably than not, knew about the fact that they were deflating balls. There's also some intimation... In, in, mm-hmm. Intimation? Yeah. That... Uh, he was providing autographs uh, and, and sneakers to the people that were actually doing the deflating of his balls, um, and uh, and that. But of course, in NFL style, they're going to completely absolve the organization. They're going to completely absolve Bill Belichick. Which are you really telling me that there is cheating going on in the Patriots locker room that Bill Belichick doesn't know about? They've, they've, how many times do you have to catch people cheating though? 
Like, right. They've been, they use film illegal. Like, in shocking. We had to have a rule change this offseason because of them and the ineligible receiver lining yes. them up out wide. But, and, that, I mean, that actually at least was just a, you know, taking advantage of a. Right. A, but here's the thing. The, the, what we're talking about is a culture that will push the envelope and will do anything to gain a competitive advantage. Right. And here's the thing, guys. I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. The old the old maxim: if you're not cheating, you're not win. Or if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Okay. What I have a problem with is the Patriots completely running away from that identity and crying like, "Oh, I do want someone who's going to pick on the Patriots." It's because you guys are doing this. Because you've been caught doing it numerous times. Yeah. Just just own up to it. Just and own it. There's a, yeah, you know, we made a mistake. We didn't think it was that big of a deal. You know, we thought that this happened normally to balls. But and instead, so just... he lied profusely. Tom Completely. Brady lied profusely yeah. about not knowing these things. In a snarky guys. little, like, yeah. sucky little and way. That's, and to me, I'll just come out and say, like, yeah, we have an incredibly shrewd owner, coach, and, and quarterback. And these guys will do anything it takes to win. And, like... Okay, maybe it's a little shifty, but whatever. I like that my team goes out and does so, it. That's if they would say that, I would have a million times more respect for the Patriots organization. This is this is my big issue, and you guys may not agree with this. And the NFL is having major off the field issues, right? And these are big issues. I mean, these aren't like domestic violence and yeah. paternal abuse and all that stuff is not something to take lightly. But those are off the field issues. Those are exter- external issues. This is a major, what I consider, problem with the game yeah. and an issue within football. Totally agree. So why is this not being addressed as seriously as some of those off-the-field issues? And it's one thing, you know, if it was just, if it was like, oh, sometimes they have off-the-field issues. Everything that's associated with the Patriots, besides Aaron Hernandez, which is the one thing I don't blame the Patriots for other than your scouting job. Your scouting but was, didn't, didn't it come out that, like, the Belichick and the, basically the whole team knew that he was running with a shady crew and knew that he was kind of involved uh, in drug deals. But you could deals. say the same thing about, you know, the rumors about Mike Williams for, from the Bills. So, like, I think there's going to be shady people, you know, that, that play football. And that's that's one thing. But but regardless, I mean, the stuff that the Patriots are getting in trouble for, it's like that they're attacking the integrity of the game, you know. And if the NFL cares that much about its own image, you know, which is what they claim they care that much about, then they're going to do something about it. But the reason they don't, the reason they don't is because – they will still make money. It's not going to affect their bottom line at all if the Patriots are cheating. These, those guys will get eaten alive. The off-the-field stuff, if they have massive protests in the National Organization of Women sure. against them, that is going to hit, hurt their bottom line. If, they're, if everybody's wife says, honey, I don't want you going to that nonsense. If they're, you know, they're going to let their players beat their wives... Like, do you really not care about me that much that you, you're going to go spend money? So that's going to actually that's going to hit their bottom line. Yeah. I think I think you are absolutely on point, Suge. I think you are 100 percent correct, and I know for sure that my boss probably I don't know we, we've never really got into it. I just know enough about her, and we've touched on this issue enough to know that the very fact that Michael Vick was reinstated in the league is a reason why she will never watch another down of professional football again. Like, mm-hmm. she sponsors pit bulls. Like, she's a pit bull lover and all this stuff. So, like, for her, that's like, no, not I can't do it. I, like, I can't morally bring myself to do that. But I think you're 100% correct that stuff like this, which, Cass, I agree with you, while it, even though it challenges the integrity of the game, they're not going to lose viewership over it. Right. I think you're 100% correct. So, with that in mind... But the right thing to do, though, in, in that situation is do stuff that doesn't really affect the game. Like, it's... But affects like the, the the competitive. If they got a competitive advantage, them give them now a competitive disadvantage. So you know, so, like that's so the fair like, thing to do. Like, taking draft, draft picks. Yeah. Oh, let's wait until the week after the draft to get the the. Yeah. The, so this will come home to roost a year and a half later. Yeah, year and a half later. A lot of guys, a lot of sports guys. I hear from the Buffalo guys, and I hear from national guys alike. Think that Brady will be suspended for this. I th- I, I, I could take two games. I. I, I no, can't be listen, but here's what's I, would, happen. I would be shocked no. if he gets suspended. I would, I no, would be shocked. they won't because they're playing the Thursday opener. They're playing that Thursday opener at home. Which, which Le'Veon Bell and the Garrett Blunt are already suspended from. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way that they're going to suspend Tom Brady. And you know what? Part of me is like, yeah, I'd love for him to be suspended that second week. But part of me is like, let that little bitch play and let's just kill him. Like, hi, like, take him to the ground, injure him, you're done. I think we're going to tear apart Andrew Luck in week one. That's the only way the schedule to talk about. The Bills (laughs) fan in me, the Bills fan in me said this is what's going to happen. 
He's going to be gone for two games. The second game is going to be when we play them. Their backup, what's the hell's that kid's Jimmy name? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo oh, is going to have some banner game against our he defense. He was a slippery MF is going to like just play lights out, okay, and beat us. And we're gonna because we're gonna be asleep at the wheel because like oh Tom Brady's out, we'll kick their butts. So then Jimmy Garoppolo is a stud. Tom Brady comes back and comes on. Then the Patriots get an extra goddamn first round draft pick. For trading away Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what's going to yeah. happen. So the yeah. end of this whole thing <laughs> is that the Patriots are going to gain... They're not going to lose any games, and they're going to gain a first-round draft pick. And that's what's going to happen from Deflategate. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so, that's, that's probably So let's shift gears, uh, and let's bring it back to uh, the the one of the recurring segments here on Bills and Beers. And actually, I was thinking this year. So we're going to be phoning in Jam and Jeff Day from Minneapolis this year with uh, his weekly hot takes. Uh, Cass, you got to start being prepared to come on a weekly basis to give us a uh, top three Bills Instagram a weekly update. As done, well. done. <laughs> I can easily cover that. Just three? <laughs> oh, do thirty if you can. <laughs> um, but instead, we're going to switch gears now to the. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jenny Creamel bummer of the off season and the Labatt Blue MVP of the off season, uh, mm-hmm. staying true to the. Tried and true formula here at Bills and Beers. So, Suge, we'll start with you this time, and we'll start on the negative side and work our way to the positive. That's good, because I know my negative. Good. Yeah. Jenny Cremail, bummer of the offseason. The Jenny Cremail, bummer of the offseason, is Justin Blaylock. This guy was one of the best guard prospects that fit our scheme mm. coming out of Atlanta. He's a little bit older, but the guy is not only not a Bill, but he's really not playing anywhere, and he was... A really highly rated guard coming out of Atlanta. He's still like, a free agent. He's, I just looked it up. He's still a free agent. I don't understand what is going. I thought the Rams. But he's were like interested thirty-four, in isn't he? I think he's like thirty-one. Are we doing this league wide or just Bills? Or, well, or because he's relevant to the, the Bills, Bills. That okay. the Bills didn't get an extra guard free agent. Okay, that's what I really wanted them to do. The two things I wanted them to do. One of them was unrealistic, which is to get a stud quarterback, and then the <laughs> other way, one. Eli Manning didn't work out. I thought it was going to. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be Matt Ryan or Big Ben. You oh, yeah, ben I, I had a flyer on luck. Um, so I knew that wasn't going to happen, but I was hoping. And then the other two things was I wanted one or two guards because I just thought that that was we the, got two. I know, but one of them's a rookie, and you know, and the other one's incognito. Right, <laughs> incognito. I'm not worried. I think he's going to be awesome. But I the, think the rookie's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we thought the rookies were going to be awesome last year. Yeah, but keep in mind, our offensive line coach this year is a former offensive coordinator. So well, yes, but our offense, our coach was an offensive line coach last yeah, year. Yeah, but you heard what what Eric Wood said about the that, offensive line many, coach and the many, head coach and yeah. the coordinator, and there was too many oh, coaches in the fun. kitchen. I'm sorry, that was bad. Um, no, Betty already made her weekly debut. Now she's lapping up some water. Cass, coming to you with the Jenny Cremel bummer of the offseason thus far. So hopefully the Bills can right the ship and this bummer can go away. But my Jenny Cremel bummer of the offseason has been uh, Brandon Spikes in his no new contract as part of the Bills. And I, I know as we've discussed this that he's wanting too much money. He thinks a little highly of himself. Um, I'm glad he hasn't been picked up yet, so it still gives us hope. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad we signed Hughes. I'm glad you know we oh, gave yeah. him we you, gave him yeah. a contract. But I, I feel like Spikes is, is a big part, and, and him not being on it is it's definitely a bummer right now. I'm I'm so glad you brought up Hughes because it just reinforces that yeah we're not even talking about this defense and how lights out it's going to be, and that was a huge part of it this off season. And yeah, the the latest update on Spikes is that he was in New England again looking for a contract and I agree with you Cass and it's shocking that he has no contract yet from any teams and he had a good year last year but I think Suge you nailed it earlier before we went live here that he wants to be paid like a linebacker that he is not yeah and he wants to be a three back linebacker and a three down linebacker and you know Whaley said we don't see him that way and I think the rest of this league doesn't see him that way so my- that being said he's an unbelievable run stopper yeah. yeah. You know, when he wasn't on the field last oh. year, it was almost as bad as when Darius wasn't on the field, against the run at least. Yeah. My Jenny Cremail bummer of the offseason, it actually just came to fruition today, which is that we, we didn't win the Lyle Collins sweepstakes. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a bummer for two reasons. One, because my team missed out on it. But two, because there's a dead 19-year-old and a, a dead baby, and, and this guy had nothing to do with it. I mean, this guy has befallen some serious personal tragedy, and I can say that I'm actually happy he went to the Cowboys. 
I, I hated the 90s Cowboys. I can't actually like this Cowboys team right now, especially since how, how good their offensive line is and how good it's going to be with him as a part of it. I like their coach. But, boy, would it, it would have been sweet to get a top-10 talent the year that we didn't have a first-round draft it would have been yeah. for peanuts. That would have been – I mean, that would have been the cherry on top of the 2015 offseason. I mean, it's almost like there's a person in the new Bills organization who's in charge of watching the stadium wall. And just paying attention to that, like, oh my god, this is a hitting on the stadium wall. Because how many pages... So the stadium wall, for those of you guys that don't know, is the Buffalo Bills message board that comes off of Two Bills Drive, which is like probably the best Bills news station, yeah. uh, news website out there. Um, and it's, it's by far the superior Bills message board. I mean, the only right. other one really being the Buffalo one on the Bills Buffalo website. Um, I, and generally speaking, I don't like Buffalo rumblings, but we, we can get they, into that later. Too, they, they're too—they're too much. They, those guys are high on their own farts. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I mean, I, I still—I mean, don't get me wrong—I follow them, I click on everything I they don't. do. But, I read their tweets, but that's that's, that's um, all I give them. But uh, but the problem is that they always just retweet a bunch of shit that you've already read. So, anyways, point is, is that. I mean, yeah, they don't have people start freaking out. Like people, you know, there's like this jo- these jokes about like the people just sitting there watching this thing all day, hitting the refresh button or F five is what, and it's just I mean like it's it's been so exciting, and even it's almost like Rex Ryan's like you know what this is gonna make the fans so happy. Let me just go down and have <laughs> dinner with this motherfucker. You know, it's like we're probably not gonna be able to sign them. We have no money. We have no way to do it but well and that's the thing about Brandon Sparks that I wanted to add is at, th- at this point we don't have the money to pay him like we, we don't have the money to pay him what we would pay him right yeah right so when we when people talked about the available money we had on the cap they'd always subtract how much it costs to get our our draft picks the question I had was that is that including the fact that we don't have to pay a first round draft pick yes mm-hmm. oh, so then yeah we really have no money <laughs> no we don't um and to be sure the Bills organization does read Two Bills Drive. There is evidence of this. And there is one of the... I can't remember which, which poster it was. It was one of the more prominent ones on the site. Uh, Whaley came and hung out with them at the right, at a bar at a in birthday California party. or something. Oh. And, and he he very much, again, intimated that like they're, they're very aware. And again, like one of the things that I'm working out for this new company, Voice of the Customer... So I mean, I've said I've said this on Two Bills Drive. Like, the amount of customer feedback and and input and data that they can get just from reading what fans are offering up voluntarily. Companies pay thousands of dollars for oh, that yeah. kind of right, intel. Right. No, it's absolutely. It's so it's out there. And uh, my dog's freaking out. Betty, what are we doing? Betty, it's Betty, not come the, on. It's not the Patriots, Betty. Come on, it's Betty. okay. It's okay. So, uh, but one of the posters. That seemed to have the inside scoop on everything was never give up. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you read the thread about, yes, about sussing how... out his who that who the people think that was? Right. Everyone thinks it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Which actually, like, it's amazing how well like the timing yeah, it of it kind like, of does. He became work out. a member at right when in like two thousand nine joined the team, and then he he had the he, the big thing he had the inside track on Chan Gailey, and he hasn't posted since like two thousand thirteen since he left. Wow. Yeah. So, and and there was something about like never give up was like a personal credo of his. There was something oh like his like some kid like soccer team or something like that that was some sort of thing about never give up was like his like cry. Well, switching gears now, Cass, the Labatt Blue MVP of the 2015 offseason. So, and let's this, start with number three. This yeah, time. yeah, start with number three. Um, so we have to do all three. Oh, oh no. Okay. So. I'm actually going to give this to the entire Buffalo Bills organization, but do you know why? Because our team has the longest playoff drought of not making the playoffs. But this was one hell of an exciting offseason where even though on the field we are completely irrelevant, we were there on ESPN. We were a completely relevant brand in a time where we weren't even playing in a single game. Yep. So it was super exciting. It was a great off season. So excited for the regular season, preseason, off, uh, training camps, all that good stuff to start up again. But overall, I mean, what a great time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. So, okay, so I'm going to go next, and I'm, I'm going to kind of – I'm along the very same lines – and I think that 
taking your rationalization, it can go to one of two people, three people mm-hmm. actually. Yes, yes. You're gonna take mine, Terry, Terry and Kim, okay. or Russ Brandon. You can't take all. He just literally took yeah. three. No, people. Bill, Bill, could you give us a <laughs> good dial in there? <laughs> could you call in and say how that's bullshit that he just took three people? But I'm gonna give it to Russ Brandon because <laughs> he, Bill's fans love to hate him. And yeah, no, I, I. And like everybody, every time the Bills do something splashy, it's like, oh, it's just Russ Brandon's just trying to sell tickets. And that, while that there may be some truth of that, and maybe he is some kind of Spengali behind the scenes, who knows? This year, it actually does seem to have a strategic and a competitive value. A lot of stuff we're doing, but that that rooster has already come home to roost. Is that the the, the impression? What is it? the eagle? Yeah, bird the, has the come eagle home has landed. The Bills are like they're they're on the precipice, or they may have already passed already of, of breaking season ticket records. I mean, right. we've sold what like fifty five thousand season tickets. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be any tickets left in that stadium for just civvies Just like you knows. and me. Right. So kudos to Russ Brandon because that's his job. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you, Cass. It's been a very exciting offseason, but we have no idea how this is going to translate on the field. But the one guy who's in charge of raising revenue and getting asses in the seat has made out like gangbusters in 2015. So hats off to you, Russ Brandon. Well, I think it's the combination of Russ Brandon along with having Terry Pegula behind him. So, because of the fact that, and this is not my my Labatt Blue person, but I think that it's when, contagious around here. When <laughs> Russ Brandon uh, was with Ralph, you know, like I don't think Ralph had the his fingers on the pulse of like of, of PR. What you know, at ninety, what, I know, I, know, I'm not, I don't blame him for not, but I mean, like, yeah. So, like, that's when we would get things like To. Like these fake ass publicity stunts, you know? But now it's like, you know what? Make this happen. I'm going to fly my fucking. Like, oh, you want to get this player? Well, we're going to fly our jet down and we're going to wine and dine him. And I'm going to treat him like he's, you know, a business partner in my in my natural gas business that I want to woo, you know? And so, I mean, it was very like high class, professional way of doing things. And, you know, some of these kids, they're still kids, most of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 20 year olds. Oh, yeah. And so, shit, you go on my private jet, like, this owner's like, he, he knows what he's doing. He's, you know, making it really special for me. And so, and which the other I actually that, don't think is very uncommon, but it is new to the Bills. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and so that's that's the difference is that I think that, and that's what I'm going to, my Labat MVP of the offseason is actually Doug Whaley, because I think that there's something that that guy has done that over the past several years, the notion that players don't want to come to Buffalo is quickly evaporating. Now and now I think it has evaporated. I think with the addition of Rex Ryan, people are like, forget it. You know? So the I mean, it started off with Mario Williams, you know, which granted he wasn't necessarily part of that, I don't think. I mean he was maybe he was involved with the team, but I, I his first remember. season was two thousand twelve. So he was still very much brought in, in the in the quote Buddy Nicks era. Right. And so but then since that time, like there's been some major moves during each offseason and now this offseason, we're seeing like kind of the fruits of the labor where now we have not only a, a good recruiter, someone who's wise at developing contracts and things like that, but also someone who's willing to pay. Yeah. So with and that combination, now granted, it's not sustainable. There's like we well, have I was gonna say, one of the highest 2016 salary caps. But It's important to note that we sh- Bills fans should not look forward to an offseason like this next year. Doug Willie has said as much because next year they need to focus on the players already on the roster. Right. Right. Uh, and, and making sure that they get paid. And they're going to lose some of them, you know, yeah. and that'll free up some salary cap. I'm actually worried that Darius is going to be gone um, just because I saw how much money Dominican Sue yeah. just made. And I think that I don't know how many other defensive tackles are coming available right. that year. Yeah. So. so no votes for John Murphy, huh? No? No. You don't even know who John Murphy no. is, do you? He's, Murph. He's, Murph. Yeah, um... Murph. He's the guy who does the play-by-play, and he has his own show. Oh, yeah. The reason I bring him up, however, and he, I mean, he deserves it. Murph, he's a hardworking guy. Van and Miller. Sal. Sal Capaccio is yeah. now the Bills beat guy for WGR. Nice. Hats off to him. Love me some Sal. Um, but Murph, so this— I'd like to give it to myself for actually developing a Bills Backers of Chicago Twitter handle. That I used thoroughly for like yeah, four days. You're still at 32 followers now. <laughs> yeah, it's really impressive. Um, Follow me, bitches. Bills backer shy. Bills backer C H I. I bring up um, Murray because uh, there was he had on his show just recently a very tangible example of precisely what you're talking about, and Terry Pegula is overseeing it now. 
but it started before he bought the team and it started in the lead up to the team and one of those things was the stadium renovation that happened last year and redoing the locker room and turning it into a clubhouse and when Murph brought this up to Alex Carrington, who was here before the, mm-hmm. the locker room got redone, he brought it up and like Carrington was speechless. He was he he essentially conveyed that it that it has changed so much that you would not even think that this is the same organization. Because I think what we I think what we had before was like the equivalent of a high school locker room, and now we have like world class facilities. And Alex Carrington basically couldn't even. He couldn't articulate the changes that had happened at One Bills Drive, and I think that's mm. I think that started with Doug Whaley, Russ Brandon, Terry Pagula, all the people we've mentioned here today. I mean, it is it's they're a good team. That's I, that's the thing. I get the impression that that front office is a very good team. I think that front office is going to be thoroughly hired. I think that Russ Brandon is going to yeah. be a high level position in the NFL. I think that Doug Whaley is going to be. You know, what, how are they not for, already a high level position in the NFL? No, 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 no. I mean, like uh, NFL corporate. Oh, okay, gotcha. I hope he stays. No, I do, but I think that if and when they move on, they're going to be very I, well I am, I am, however, a little bit uncomfortable talking about this because as we give these guys praise, it's also backhanded criticism of Ralph. And, you know, I mean, it is... Yeah, I mean, whatever. Ralph was not a, a highly effective owner as, as he got older, you know? And, and that's fine. I mean, he's a 91-year-old guy. But I it's mean, a tough reality. How many, then, other, yeah. how many other 90-year-old owners were highly successful at, into their 90s? Nobody. I mean, the Raiders uh, yeah, owner no. was a hot mess by the time. I mean, if anything was a meddling owner, it was him, you well, know? Well, it was probably, what, the New York Giants with the Wentworth, Went Miller, what's... Um, no, I, yeah. No, whatever. I, I mean, he was... He was good, but also the thing is, Ralph didn't have any family or anybody underneath him. I guess his daughter, but that's the thing really, what was really the take what was the true involvement there? Well, so. now, now you see the hot mess that's going on down in New Orleans with that owner and his family. Right, right. Yeah, it, it could be worse. Worse, much but worse. you know, Ralph. I think Ralph had a plan. You know, he had a plan to keep the bills in Buffalo, and then whatever happens, it would. I mean, but, but then look at all the money they got infused into Buffalo and Detroit. Well, you because saw of this, that you know? in twenty fourteen. The only American, uh, the highest, the highest, most charitable American not named Bill or Melinda Gates was Ralph Wilson. Yeah, I mean that's awesome. You know that's, but that's, that's why that's, I'm, that's why I'm uncomfortable talking about it is because the team and the city and the organization owes so much to him. Yeah, but I, mean, he, I don't think it. But didn't... he left so much room for improvement. Yeah, and, and we're and, but unfortunately to all of our points. I think the organization is in the hands that that improvement is now being made up. For yeah, I mean, states. the fact that it's still our organization is what we owe to Ralph. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the fact that the organization still exists. We are, we are not the LA is, Bills. Right. Um, or the Toronto Bills. But the fact that it's now it's turning around like... John Bon Jovi's team. A bit, oh, my God. I still haven't, Sorry, gotten, I, over I shouldn't I still have haven't gotten over it. Do we do we want to do a wild card or should we just end it right there? I mean, I feel like there's not a whole lot. I feel like, no, I feel yeah. like we need a wild card. Okay, Suj wants the wild card. So. Like what, what, are we, what are we wild yeah, card hang, hang, hang tight, Bill's it's fans, because you're about to find out. A wild card! So we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means we're coming up on the wild card portion of this of the off-season special here. It's the wild card girl! And... This is Bills and Beers, which means we talk about the Bills, but we also talk a little bit about beer, and we've been drinking beer for the duration of today's episode. I've been enjoying, uh, which I think we've mentioned on the show before, the Hop Czar from the Bridgeport Brewing Company here in Illinois. Right? This is in Illinois. Bridgeport? I'm assuming it's Chicago. Yeah. I thought so, too, but I, I never know. I, I honestly don't keep track of these because I'm not... Beer is one thing I have no brand loyalty towards. I, I try to get a new kind of six-pack every time I go, and I... And people are like, oh, yeah, well, that's in Munster, Indiana. Oh, yeah, don't you know that that's in Wisconsin? It's like, no, I have no clue. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't follow this stuff. Yeah. But people do. And you can get a new beer from a new company or new brewery like every week here. Oh, yeah. no. They're... Portland, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, either, it's either Ithaca, New York, or Portland, Oregon, I find most of the beers, I guess. But, Suge, you were enjoying the... The Lagunitas Hop Slam. It's a nice 20-ounce beer. Which is probably brewed here in Chicago at the Lagunitas Brewery. You know what, actually, they may know. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a California brewery and Well, not obviously. Sorry, let me not say that. It's like, I just, I just did the snooty shit yeah. that you just complained well, about. Well, everybody knows. Um, it's a long news. Well, clearly, Lagunitas. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. 
I actually, I want to go bitter. to the, I want to go to the brewery. I heard it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, I heard it's a really good time. And brewery tours are always a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and Cass, Cass is pregnant, so she's not drinking tonight. I am not <laughs> pregnant. I was. Jay, congratulations. Jay, Jay you heard it here first. <laughs> I was drinking some high quality Chicago H two O. Um. So, Cass, I followed your lead, and I've begun following. Uh, some of the Bills players on Instagram. And it is a nice little window into these uh, early 20-somethings' lives and the just the, the exorbitant riches that they enjoy. And one thing that's become clear is that they've been taking trips. And our wide receiver group seems to be pretty tight. I like that. I love that our players hang out. Robert Woods, Watkins, this Caleb Holly guy, and Marquise Goodwin, they seem to be doing a lot of hanging out. And I think that's really, really cool. So the wild card question for today's episode is if you could tag along on any of these vacations with any of the positional groups on the team, who would it be and why? Suge, I know you got one chambered, so let's go to you first. Um, so, of course, the number one thing that I just, I just want to hang out with Booby Dixon the whole time, okay? <laughs> like, but if you have, I don't want to hang out with all the running backs because I think, I think McCoy's McCoy a diva. Be, yeah. I think <laughs> Freddie's too much of a goody two shoes. Yeah, he's got his family. Yeah, Bryce, and... Bryce Brown is like doing some like weird like role playing game, weird yeah, something. He's... Like, he's just not like he's just not a normal dude. But I mean, I'd spend the whole time if I could just use one person, it'd be Booby D. But otherwise, I'm going D line. I'm going D-line because I think those guys are hard. I think I can do anything and say anything to anyone no matter where I went and no one's going to fuck with me. So I think they got my back. And But also, I know those guys are going to eat right. I mean, like, yeah. unhealthily, eat right. You oh. know, like, I know that Marcel Darius is going to get yeah, all the ribs. He's going to put down. All the, like, wings, everything. It's going to be delicious. I don't think the same is true for Mario, though. No. And, and well, I guess that's a key question here. Are we counting? You never know, because you could do, like, the whole Michael Phelps View of things where but like the we, man eats. Are we counting Mario and Hughes as part of the quote D line now? No, technically they're outside linebackers. That's true because Alex Carrington can eat too. <laughs> so, it's, so essentially, Carrington, Jarris, Wynn, the, yeah, Stefan Charles, yeah, oh, Stefan oh, Charles. Oh, oh, oh. He got a whole meatloaf in his back pocket. Okay. Well, meatball himself. Yeah. Just, just when the restaurant senses they come in, they put a hundred wings in the fryer. Yeah, and Kyle Williams has all the good white people food. That's true. Yeah, that he shot himself. Yeah, right, that he shot himself. Right, exactly. <laughs> That would be amazing. Um, Cass, do you want to go next? Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with the defensive backs. So uh, a <laughs> little uh, Stefan Gilmore with him and his Who new wife. Who got extended. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and his new wife. Maybe they'll go on a little bit of their honeymoon. Looked a little nice. Duke Williams, Aaron uh, Williams. Aaron Williams. Aaron Williams would be one of them. Uh, you know why I like him? Cause he's, country boy. He's also got a little bit of cowboy in him. Big so you time. know that you're going to like have a little... Well, it's not just a little cowboy. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of yeah. cowboy. So you're he's little... from Texas? Yeah, yes. he like he like rides horses, wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. So you know you're gonna get a little sophisticated redneck in there. Yeah, okay. Um, and they t- he took a lovely trip down to Mexico, and he filmed the room that they were staying in. Aaron Williams, there? Aaron Williams, you know the view every morning. You know what he was waking up to. So I felt I could have been very comfortable on that trip with him. So, <laughs> see, I gotta go with the offensive line because Cass, I wouldn't be able to follow the conversations of the D backs. Yeah. Put, especially if Leota's McKelvin's yeah. involved. Because Lord knows Marble Mouth, nobody understands a word that he's saying. I mean, we were just And, like, and Stephon Gilmore doesn't talk. talk. So. I mean, the McKelvin mic'd up is the best. Yeah. I mean, it was like... <laughs> yeah, like, nobody knows. Uh, so, just in that sense, I feel like being around the offensive lineman, I'd be around some cerebral guys. Maybe leave Richie Incognito at home, because I feel like I'd be the one that'd get bullied. Um... <laughs> But I feel like, you know, we, we could have intelligent conversations, maybe record a podcast or two. I know Eric Wood would want to go golfing with me. Eric Wood's like a two handicap or something. So really? He, yeah, he's a really good golfer. Wow. So he'd, he'd, he'd beat me pretty good. But I, I just, for the sheer sense that, like, those guys wouldn't want to go clubbing every night, like, maybe they'd want to go take take in a play or, like, go <laughs> See, to, like... it's <laughs> fasting to me that you like, really awesome, thought yeah, Henderson. Some kind of interactive art display. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to me that, like... He thinks that the offensive lineman, which like from the time you've been growing up, you always think of the offensive lineman as like the dumb old lineman, you know? Like yeah. no, they're not like like why would you think of that group as being like the smart culture? It's like the Mensa group, the Mensa offensive lineman. Yeah, that's like that's like the stereotype. What? Don't you think of offensive linemen as being like kind of dumb? No, that's the defensive line. You have it totally backwards. Well, no, I mean yes, it's it's shades of gray, I guess, but. <laughs> 
Oh, then a point I brought up with Bill. Uh, defensive line technically plays offense, and the offensive line technically plays defense. If you think about it. Okay, it's got it's gone too. The podcast has gone is too that long. Where we end it. <laughs> well, this has been uh, a lot of fun. We'll probably be back um, sometime in preseason before yeah. the season gets going. So it'll be another couple months before we have another one of these out. But I was tweeted by a bunch of people, and people hit me up saying it was time to put one of these out. I'm glad we did it because there's so much to talk about. The national guys are loving it. The fans are loving it. The players are loving it. The coaches are loving it. Wait, one thing we have to talk about before we go is that that last LaShawn McCoy interview about what he said about Chip Kelly, about the whole racism oh, thing geez. and all that. Though I don't want to get into the racism thing. I just want to say one thing. It was really refreshing to listen. The two things I did was I listened to Rex Ryan's press conference where he's like, you know, I'd just rather have my guys be honest. I'm not going to put a muzzle on them. I just I want you guys to know that what I'm saying I truly believe. Uh, I may not always say the right things. We may not always line up. It's not going to be perfect PR. And then the LaShawn McCoy interview, you know, he was... Whether he was right or wrong in what he said, that I think he was wrong. I genuinely feel like he believed what he was saying. Yeah, and, and he Will said Smith's things son like, "Genuinely believes that babies are the most intelligent beings on earth." That doesn't mean he should be saying it and tweeting it to millions of people. Well, either. yeah, I mean, granted, there, there's definitely fallout from what he said, but like when he said, and we mentioned this as we were chatting over uh, our phones, and he said, "Yeah, you know, I was initially really shocked and disappointed about coming to Buffalo because the only thing I knew about Buffalo is that it was cold and there was nothing to do." Him actually being honest and saying that yeah. made me really believe him when he was like, but man, then I came here and I get to know the people here and people are so nice and, and you know, there's actually a lot to do. It's, it's you know, people underestimate how good of a place this is. Like, I actually believed him then because yeah. he first said, you know, I, I thought this place was a shithole. So, totally. And, you know, I think the one ambassador, now to bring it full circle, the one ambassador who's always brought that home is Jim Kelly. Yeah. Nobody has ever wanted to not be here more or you know, has, has never felt a more burning desire to play anywhere but Buffalo, and there's never been a bigger advocate for the city than Jim Kelly. Yeah. And he will, I mean, he'll take that to his grave that there's no place he'd rather be than right here and right, right now. now. Uh, find us online, billsandbeers.com. Take it right to our Facebook page. We love hearing from you. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody in Bills Nation. And until about August or so, um, keep your ear to the ground and uh, I know what's going to happen with this team it's definitely going to the playoffs this year Eli Manning's going to be our quarterback go Bills <laughs>